Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Welcome to today's edition of the Rush Limbaugh Show podcast. No, no. In fact, what I've heard, I've heard that I've heard more people are just tuning out baseball. All it, all it took was to see BLM, Black Lives Matter, on the pitcher's mound on some of these games. I know some some big time baseball fans that they're the heck with this, and they just turned it off. And I don't, you know, I I don't blame them. I th- I think this this. I don't think these professional sports leagues have the slightest idea what has happened to them and what is in store for them. And we're going to be discussing that and a whole bunch of other stuff. Great to be back, folks. Happy to have you here. Rush Limbaugh behind the Golden EIB microphone. Telephone number if you want to be on the program uh, today is 800-282-2882. And if you want to send an email, it's lrushbow at uh, eibnet.us. You know, here, here's the deal. 14 Florida Marlins players and coaches have tested positive. Now, the Florida Marlins played a three-game series in Philadelphia against the Phillies. The Florida Marlins are scheduled to open their home season tonight against somebody. I don't even know who. I don't even care. But they can't. They've canceled it because they're still in Philly because so many of them have tested positive. But now... How many Phillies are going to test positive, having been close to the Marlins who tested positive? The Yankees were supposed to open in Philadelphia tonight. Well, not open, but, yeah, open a three-game series. That game has been canceled, and they're fumigating the Yankee-slash-Marlins clubhouse because they have no idea, you know, how many people have come in contact with the 14 Marlins players. There was a report today that Major League Baseball's executive council was going to have a super-secret meeting. And they were going to discuss canceling the whole season. That report, according to the latest news, is not true. The latest news, in fact, let me let me uh, share with you the actual headline. Just one quick second. Report Major League Baseball has not had talks of pausing season amid Marlins COVID-19 outbreak. 
you know, I, if it if they're not, they're gonna they're gonna have to soon because this is you know, we got three games in, and it, have you seen the story about A and E? A and E had this the A and E TV network had this uh, show called Live PD, and it was about cops. They've lost half their audience since all this anti-cop stuff started. Arts and Entertainment, co-owned by Walt Disney and Hearst, dropped Live PD in the, in the aftermath of the killing of George Floyd. Everybody, a lot of people, it was one of their biggest viewed, most viewed shows. And it featured body cam uh, footage and uh, footage from the dashboard of the, of the police cars. And people watched it. But now, because of the anti-cop sentiment, they've lost half the audience. Now, what, what does the NFL think is going to happen? And what does Major League Baseball think is going to happen once they start protesting the anthem and kneeling, which Major League Baseball has, has done, and they put Black Lives Matter all over the pitcher's mounds? And it's a Marxist organization. Everybody knows this. And they're ignoring it. It's not hard to find out. It's not about civil rights. It's not about fairness. It's not about doing this. It's a pro-Marxist, anti-American, full-fledged anti-American organization. And the fact that the people in professional sports don't even seem to care enough to get it right, that they're just going to go ahead and follow whatever the erroneous conventional wisdom is. They're just, they're in, they're, they're in the process of dwindling their audiences down to, uh, I don't know what, snurdly, did any of you guys try watching Major League Baseball over the I did because I wanted to see what it looked like with no fans. I wanted to see what it looked like. I, I haven't watched professional baseball in a, on a regular basis in years. You know, once once you work for a team, you lose the ingredients necessary to be a fan. And I worked for the Kansas City Royals all the way back in the eighties, so I, I mean, I haven't I haven't been a quote unquote baseball fan, but I was curious. You know, as a media raconteur and commentator here, I wanted to see what it looked like with no fans, and I couldn't. It didn't look real to me. It it looked like exhibition baseball. It looked like games that don't count. Um, and then the the Black Lives Matter. Painted in black, however they superimpose it, on the pitcher's mound of so many stadiums, so many games. Uh, but it, it it was the it was it was the no fans, and then Fox came along and they tried to put virtual fans in the stand. What a joke that was! And then some networks piped in crowd noise. Whenever there was a strikeout, you could hear a faint cheer from people that weren't there. And it was it was what it was was evidence that the game itself is not enough to sustain interest, and it didn't. I tried to stay. I tried to get involved. I tried to get involved in competitive nature, and I and and I and I couldn't. Now I may not be uh, normal in that sense. A lot of people are baseball fans where I'm not, and they might have. But I'll tell you, I have heard from people who are. Livid over the Black Lives Matter imposed on the pitcher's mound. People that are big baseball fans, that was it. Tuning out, not watching. So we shall see what happens uh, with 
Well, now, the, 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 the football, here's the thing. If you're going to look at what's going on with football, you can't ignore this business with the Florida Marlins. Because 14 people have tested, and they're not all asymptomatic. Some people are suffering symptoms. But those 14 that have come down with it have interacted with who knows how many other people who may not test positive for a day or two or maybe a week. You don't know. So they played the Phillies. That means that they got close to some Phillies players. They were in the clubhouse. The Marlins were in their clubhouse, the visiting team clubhouse. And there was a staff of players. The home team furnishes a clubhouse staff. Those people were in there. They might have become infected. So it's it's probably going to be more than 14. Now, it, 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 it's, it, it's apparent here that the plan was this. The plan was we're going to start playing baseball. We're going to have as much social distancing as we can. We're going to have no fans in the stands. We have the umpires and anybody else that wants to wear masks, except for Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci does not have to wear a mask when he's watching the Nationals. By the way, who had the worst first pitch? Was it Fauci or Obama? What is it about leftists that cannot throw a baseball? Do you hear Fauci's excuse? Well, Fauci said, you know, he hadn't thrown a baseball in, in, in like 80 years. So the day before the first pitch, he went somewhere and started rehearsing. And he was throwing and throwing, and he threw too hard. And he wrecked his arm. He ruined his arm, he said. So when it came time to throw out the first pitch at the game, uh, his arm was wrecked. He had practiced too much, and that's why he couldn't get any juice on it. He should have just lobbed it, he said. But instead, he tried to fire a fastball right over the middle of the plate, and instead it ended up halfway to first base. You realize you couldn't do that unless you were trying to. Most people couldn't do what Fauci did unless they were trying to. Pardon me, I hit the microphone there, didn't mean to do that. And then Fauci shows up later, he's in the second deck, he's with three people, and he's not wearing a mask. And he's the guy that's been encouraging everybody to wear a mask. Anyway, anyway, it apparently baseball's policy has been to play the games and travel around as normal and just hope that nobody got the virus. Just hope. And then when they, when somebody gets the virus, they don't know what to do now. They've canceled the Marlins game, 14, 14 members of the team and the staff, still in Philadelphia. And I guarantee you, Philadelphia wants the Marlins out of town would you guys leave? Would you take whatever it is you've got and go back home to Florida? Um, so we'll, we'll have to see. Now, you, your question about foot, football's got to be watching this. Football is going to be uh, featuring players in much closer contact than baseball players will find themselves. And I just I, I don't I don't see how the NFL has has been I, I, I've not I've not envisioned them being able to play uh, I admire them for trying I admire them for setting it up I you know the the, the NFL has tried to proceed on as uh, much a normalcy contingent uh, as they can but I just I no it's not it's not 
the reason I don't think they're going to be able to play is because of the reaction everybody's having to the virus. Not the virus itself. I, I think I think the reaction has gone way beyond the rational. Uh, we don't even, you know, all these scare stories every day about the new number of cases all over the place, and we still don't know what the real number is because it's being fudged. Because there's a political component. You know, everything about this is get Trump. Everything about this is stop Trump. Everything about this is get rid of Trump. Some guy, some some journalist, ran into the round mound of sound, Jerry Nadler, in Washington. Random guy with a camera and asked him to denounce the violence in Portland. The violence being perpetrated by Antifa and Black Lives Matter. And Nadler said there isn't any violence and it's a myth. He literally said there isn't any violence. There's no rioting going on in Portland. Even though Portland has declared riots two nights in a row, Saturday and Sunday. This is why Kayleigh McEnany, the White House press secretary, had to use the daily briefing to show what was happening in Portland because nobody in Washington believes it's happening because nobody is being shown the video of it. This is stunning. Nadler really thinks it's just a right-wing made-up myth that there are riots in Portland and in Seattle. These continue to be riots that are promoted and encouraged by blue state mayors and governors. I ran into Jerry Nadler in D.C., asked him to disavow the Antifa violence and rioting in, and rioting in Portland. His response, that's a myth. Now, it's, it's also possible that Nadler knows full well there's rioting going on out there and just saw fit to uh, deny it. Because it, 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 folks, here's the thing about this. When, when you get around to, down to, to brass tacks... Let's let's take a look at where we are in this country right now, in my humble estimation, due to the Democrat Party. The Democrats told America not to take hydroxychloroquine. And now we've got yet another piece, an op-ed piece from a doctor, runs in Newsweek, talking about the fact if we had been using hydroxychloroquine steadily up to now, we wouldn't have anywhere near the problem we've got that it is completely healthy, that it is very effective. I've got two stories on this in the stack. But it's the Democrats and the media, which is redundant, that told everybody, stay away from hydroxychloroquine, it could kill you. It was the Democrats that told us that Governor Cuomo was the gold standard for COVID-19 care. Even though... You know, another big myth, you know what the number one demographic is for COVID-19 deaths? 65 plus. It is stunning. I think it's over 85% of COVID-19 deaths are among people 65 plus. And who was it that Cuomo sent into nursing homes to essentially get this virus and die? It was Cuomo who did this. And yet he's hailed as some kind of the gold standard for COVID-19 care. The Democrats are calling these riots peaceful protests. 
They are denying that there is rioting going on. They're denying that there is destruction in blue states and blue cities going on. And instead, they're saying the people involved are peaceful and they're patriots. They have been cheering mass protests. They have slammed churchgoers. This Supreme Court decision on Friday was one of the most inexplicable, outrageous decisions. And it, it proves that the chief justice is a anti-religious liberal. There was a one-paragraph dissent from Justice Gorsuch who could not believe this ruling because of how simple it was. And the bottom line is this, folks. You can protest all you want. You can shoot tear gas all you want. You can get together in unlimited numbers as long as you are protesting against Republicans and Donald Trump. But you cannot go to church. You are violating protocol if you go to church. You can't go to church in numbers greater than 30 40 or 50 people. But you can gather together to riot and to engage in violent protest all you want. And this has now been affirmed by the Supreme Court, which totally ignored the free expression of religion clause in the First Amendment in order to come to this ruling. The Democrats tell us that Black Lives Matter is not a Marxist organization, despite what the Black Lives Matter website says. The Democrats have been trying to tell us the police are the problem, that defunding them was the answer, despite exploding crime and murder rates. They said that anybody who believed Obama spied on Trump was a paranoid fool. They said that Donald Trump was a traitor. They Joe Biden is sharp as a tack. Folks, everything the Democrat Party is saying is a demonstrable, provable, misleading lie. And yet, crickets from the Republican Party on this. I can't imagine a more destructive, twisted, upside-down, reality-denying, corrupt string of lies than we are hearing every day from the Democrat Party. And if the Republican Party cannot communicate to voters how utterly false all this is, if they're too lazy to try it, they may never win another election. All right, so the Marlins and Orioles game canceled tonight. The Yankees-Phillies game canceled tonight. While Major League Baseball conducts additional COVID-19 testing, the members of the Marlins traveling party self-quarantining in place in Philadelphia while awaiting the outcome of these uh, new testing results. There are people who think that there will not be another Major League Baseball game this season. Yeah, they do. That's uh, people thinking this is it. It's just a matter of time, just a matter of when the league can can let everybody uh, know this on the down low. Uh, but we will we will see. As as it stands now, and it's just it's so sad. Americans cannot attend family funerals. They can't attend in-person weddings. Well, you can, but boy, the steps you have to walk through, the steps you have to take, it, it makes it almost impractical to do it. The imposition 
on going to church, the imposition on a family funeral, the imposition on a on in-person weddings. It's almost more trouble than it's worth, but you can go out and you can be part of any violent riot that you want. You cannot be with your sick children in a hospital, but boy, can you be part of massive riots. You can be part of massive protests that the Democrat Party will then deny are occurring. You know, these contradictions and these hypocrisies would make really powerful campaign ads if they could be made and then if they could reach normal human beings. People could see what's because most people are not seeing this stuff, folks, because the media is not telling them. I got to get a quick time out. Back with much more after this. Yeah, I just ran across something, and it it breaks my it breaks my heart. It really does. even even though it doesn't surprise me. USA Today is running an op-ed piece today by somebody I've never heard of. It's uh, some guy named David Rothkopf. Uh, R O T H K O P F. Never heard of him. Doesn't matter. It's an op-ed piece. It's not a news story, but it will probably be a news story before before long. And here is the headline. America's national greatness myths are shattering. Can they survive? Should they survive? National greatness myths. So you see, here's another column, another op-ed piece from the left, which has no respect whatsoever for this country, no understanding of the greatness, of the exceptionalism, of the uniqueness, of the blessed nature of this country. And it's not hard to understand those things if they're ever explained to you. If people who understand how this country came to be can explain it to people, they will be in awe of it. It is a magical, wonderful story about how this country became something no other country ever has. About how this country was the first in human history to embody, acknowledge, and promote the concept of human liberty as that which comes first in any society. It comes before a government. It comes before government power. This country embodied the idea that a constitution should limit what government can do to people, not limit the people. The fact that this country established and acknowledged that by virtue of our holy creation, that we have certain unalienable rights, which means they can't be taken away by anybody. That's what inalienable means. Life, liberty. Pursuit of happiness. Those three things were acknowledged to be the natural state of the human being in the United States and everywhere. Never before in history had that been done. Most people in this world from the beginning of time have lived under tyranny, have lived under bondage, have lived under dictatorship, have lived in poverty have never known the standard of living this country made possible. The greatness of this country is not a myth. The greatness of this country is very specific. There are specific reasons, specific explanations for it. 
it's just heartbreaking that they haven't been taught in almost 50 years. We've lost two generations to the public education system, which then enables some doom cough like this guy to write a piece saying America's national greatness myths are shattering should they survive. Can they survive? Here's the subhead. Rather than restore some idealized, jingoistic version of who we are, let's use this painful moment of self-doubt to remake the reality of America. Speak for yourself, buddy. We who love this country have zero self-doubt about it. None. Let's use this painful moment of self-doubt to remake the reality. How about we use this painful moment of self-doubt to vanquish the American left? To vanquish communism and socialism, which has never worked anywhere. How about we use this painful moment to teach more and more Americans the truth about their great and wonderful and God-blessed country? Live long enough and you can see the rise and fall of myths in real time. It does not take statues being pulled from their pedestals to reveal the fragility of the conjured history upon which so much of society depends. The world is not, we are reminded, as we believed it was. Not only is that unsettling, it forces us to ask, what else about our bedrock beliefs about life may someday turn to quicksand? National myths can crash in an instant. Uh, national myths are not crashing. National myths are not collapsing of their own weight of immorality and falsehood. National myths don't exist. What's happening is that America's greatness is being disassembled right in front of our eyes. America's history is being erased right in front of our eyes. Everything about America is being substantially destroyed from our economy to our liberty and freedom to our Constitution. And it is done at the urging, at the bequest of, with the support of the Democrat Party of the United States of America. This, none of this could be happening of its own. It couldn't. This is not happening because a majority of the American people want this. That's what makes this so outrageous. We are being ruled and governed here by a really small minority who are using the power of fear and intimidation and economic destruction. That is key. Once you take people's money away from them, you own them. Once you take people's ability to earn a living and you become the provider, you own them. That's the first thing they did was shut down this nation's economy. Now they're trying to get it shut down again under bogus COVID-19 numbers. America's national greatness myths are shattering. Can they survive? They damn well better survive or the world is not going to be the place. You know, in Italy right now, you know how much money Italy is losing a day? 
Italy is, lo- is losing $115 million a day in the hotel business alone. You know why? Because nobody from the United States is traveling or anywhere else. COVID-19 is shut down. Now, in the past, it's been, it's, it's been uh, shall we say, fashionable to rip America as uh, the biggest and the baddest. The United Nations rips America. Other people rip America. But at the end of the day, everybody needed America. Every nation on Earth's economy needs America. But our economy has been shut down. We got 44 million people out of work. We've got in Chicago alone 4,400 businesses which have been shut down and are said never to reopen again. And that's one city in Rome and throughout Italy. They're losing $115 million a day via tourism. There isn't any. They miss the United States. The world depends on the This is another thing that is by design in all of this. You take out the United States of America and you take out the United States economy and you have set up your precious globalism and world government because you are creating worldwide poverty and thus worldwide need. And when you, the global government or whoever you are, become the provider to those in need, guess who you own? But none of this could be happening if it weren't for the fact that the United States is under assault and being taken down on the basis of a pack of lies. That our great history is nothing but a bunch of lies. That our history is nothing but a bunch of myths. How in the world can anyone with any kind of intellect at all look at the United States, see its role that it played in the establishment of human liberty and freedom and want no part of it? Well, obviously, people to whom human liberty and freedom are a problem. Now, to communists and socialists, human liberty and freedom, free choice, that's a problem. The state becomes the repository of all freedom. The state determines who can do what, when, where, why. The state determines who has what. The state determines who gets what. But how in the world can... This is, I ask myself, how in the world can otherwise intellectually qualified people not value the concept of individual liberty and freedom? And yet, people who are leading this anti-American movement are of exactly that frame of mind, that somehow individual liberty and freedom pose the threat, pose the problem. To the ongoing future. Got to take a break. We're up against it. Be back and continue after this. Don't go anywhere. Greetings. Welcome back. Al Rushmore, the cutting edge of societal evolution. I've had a couple emails from people. Um, hey, Rush, what do you what do you think about this projection that Trump is going to lose everything? Going to lose the House, going to lose the Senate, going to lose the White House. And that is the Cook report that people are seeing, the Charlie Cook report. He is the dean of Washington predictors and pollsters and political uh, consultants and all that. 
And the story came, let's see, it's, uh, now this is the most recent version, with 102 days, actually with 100 days, I think it is, until Election Day, the blue wave threatening to swamp President Trump's re-election chances keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Why it matters? Well, we all know that anything can happen, but right now, every measurable trend is going against Trump. And with each day that passes, it gets increasingly harder for Trump to claw his way back. The Cook Political Report on Friday flipped Florida from toss-up to leans Democrat, with national editor Amy Walter citing the state's spiraling coronavirus outbreak. That follows a Quinnipiac poll on Thursday that showed Biden leading by 13 in Florida. All right. Fine and dandy. Can I take you back? Yes, I can because I'm going to do it. Grab audio sound by number nine. Now we're going to go back to October 21st, 2016. This, as you know, is like three weeks prior to the election in 2016. The poll today is 100 days out. This is three weeks. October 21, 2016, on MSNBC, Meet the Press Daily, F. Chuck Todd, F. Chuck Todd Show, and he's got Charlie Cook on. He got Charlie Cook, Charlie Cook of the Cook Report. Question, Charlie, you wrote that Republicans will now have four years to think about what they did to themselves this year. Donald Trump drove the carpet cliff. So on October 21st, these guys think it's over. Trump has driven the Republican car over the cliff. Grandma's in it. She choked on the seatbelt. Everybody in the car is dead. Trump's dead. The Republican Party's dead. October 21st. Trump has killed everything. And here's Charlie Cook's reply. And it certainly is a cliff. So, so it's off the cliff. You think it's over. You're oh, done. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. This is baked, done. Yeah, if this were a two or three or four, that'd be different. But we're talking six, seven, eight, and uh, your poll had 11. Stop the tape. Did you hear you know, But I think this is baked in. It's done. It's off the clip. You know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's baked. It's done. Chuck, Chuck Todd says, and Charlie goes, yeah, if this were two or three or four points, yeah, but your poll has it 11. Yeah, this is so well positioned. Hillary's so well positioned. The reason I'm playing this is because these clowns were dead wrong three weeks before the election in 2016. They have learned nothing. James Carville. James Carville is a happy guy. He thinks that Biden should continue the basement strategy. Biden's got no choice but then to continue the basement strategy. For now, the minute Biden's forced out of that basement, everything is going to change. To the extent that the drive-bys will, uh, will cover it. But I just, for those of you upset about this, we've been there. We've been there. We've done that. The Democrats and their polling units have tried to get you not to vote for Trump since 2016, and they're continuing to try to dispirit you now. Let me get started on the phones. Oregon City, Oregon. Jerry, you're up first today. It's great to have you here. Hi. Thank you. Thank you, Rush. Hey, um, here the liberal leaders think that these uh, people that are anarchists burning stuff down and whatnot, that they're pandering to their constituency. But these people, they're anti-American. They don't even believe in our electoral system so they they are they're just totally unfathomable that that these people aren't going to vote for them no matter what 
Uh, just like the stupid mayor last week goes out and goes in a protest and thinks he's showing them support, and they all start booing him. But my point, though, the most important point, is by pandering to these people, they're basically aiding and abetting people that are trying to overthrow the government. So why aren't they being called out for that very factor? Well, who's going to call them out on it? Well, no, I'm nice serious. No, no, wait, no, wait, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to be an sob. Who's going to do that? Well, it's definitely not going to be any uh, newspaper or anything here in the Portland area or any television station. Well, okay, because, exactly. Because they, so what is that? The, the media is aiding and abetting this. So you sit there and say, somebody better call them. Somebody better tell everybody what's going on. The media is not going to do it. So that leaves who? It, well, I, I would love to be able to start a, a militia movement of guys that would go down there and stand up to these people and help defend our police officers. No, they'll accuse you of rioting and uh, and and going to church and they'll put you in jail. <laughs> exactly. I completely concur. But it's uh, it's. The whole world is turned upside down out here on the left coast. Uh, yeah, it is. It, it, it is, but it isn't. This is exactly what those people on the left coast want. You mentioned the mayor, Ted Wheeler. He goes out there and tries to express solidarity with the rioters. He tries to go out and do a bunch of attaboys and let them know he's on their side. What they do, they tear gas the guy. The guy ends up badly tear-gassed, crying, begging, suing for peace. They don't have any respect for Ted Wheeler. He's a joke. He's just another obstacle in their way. So who's going to call these people out for being what they are? They're trying to overthrow America. That's exactly right. If the Republican Party does not, does not get a voice sometime soon in this, you know, they can't just leave everything to Trump. But that's what they've been doing. Got to go. I'm glad, I'm glad you called, Jerry. Didn't mean to jump in your chili out there. Don't don't, don't mistake it. You just did lit a fire here under me. Back in a second. Man, oh man, I'm. You know, I say it all the time, but I really don't know where the first hour went. I mean, it literally raced by, my friends, because it is. It's the fastest one hour in media and the fastest three hours in media. We got two hours remaining. We'll get to it after a brief break here at the top. The local EIB affiliate will tell you what's happening and what's important where you are, if anything is. Greetings to you, music lovers, thrill seekers, and conversationalists all across the fruited plain. Rush Limbaugh, America's real anchorman, America's truth detector, the doctor of democracy. Meeting... And surpassing all audience expectations every day. Great to have you here, folks. The telephone number, if you want to be on the program, is 800-282-2882. So I got a, I've got a, a really uh, curious, curious story here. It, it's uh, at the Politico, which means it's a Democrat Party outlook. And the headline, Biden's VP shortlist comes up short. Now, wait just a minute. There's something about this that is instantly confusing. Plenty of this is subheadline here. Plenty of the contenders are fine. Plenty of the contenders are even really good. But all of them come with a but attached. Now, since they're all women, is that a physical comment, Mr. Snurdly? No, I joke. 
I don't think it's in reference in my butt, but 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 these people, you never know. One advisor says that there is no one ideal home run choice. Wait just a minute. This goes against every bit of conventional wisdom we have been told about Plugs and his campaign and his eventual vice presidential pick. Now, what really happened is this. Plugs, in one of his senior moments, painted himself into a corner when he said that he would select a woman and probably an African-American woman. He kind of sealed the deal. He kind of made it pretty plain. He committed to a black female vice presidential nominee. It turns out that doing so has left him high and dry. Biden's VP shortly. In other words, this story is about all of the potential shortcomings of every one of the potential African-American women. And my question is, how can any Democrat African-American woman have any shortcomings? How can that be? Aren't they the epitome of perfection? Now, another observation here. Why does the vice presidential pick matter? And I'm serious. Because if you look at all the polls, Biden's up by 10 points here. He's up by 13 points in that battleground state. He's up by 14 points over there. He's up by 9 points over there. In the Fox News poll, he's up by 10, by 12, by 8, by wherever. In every poll out there, Biden is up double digits. So why does it matter who his VP choice is? No, 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 no. I know what you're... Because Rush says he's mental and whoever the VP is is going to be the president. No, it's not. That's another thing. I'll repeat myself on this if I have to. The VP choice may think he or she is going to be the president, but that ain't going to have that. It is not going to be what what transpires. Whoever is running the Biden campaign right now is going to be the de facto power behind the throne. Now, I think that when Biden has to give up, if he wins and he has to give up the presidency, because of his mental deficiencies, and the vice president then becomes president, then we're going to see a battle. Then we're going to have a fun fight between whoever's running Biden right now and the VP pick. But don't forget, whoever's running Biden right now is going to make the VP pick. And so whoever's running Biden right now is going to pick somebody who is not theoretically going to be a threat to whoever it is that's running Biden. But all of that is moot. Because I pay attention to the news. And the news is that Biden can't lose. We just had the Charlie Cook report. It's baked in. It's done. Trump's toast. Trump does not have a prayer. It's over. Even though we haven't even gotten to August yet. It's fini. So why does it matter who his vice presidential pick is seriously? It looks like Biden can win this thing on his own. So what does it... Well... Let me answer it. What these people are telling us is with this story, with this story, Biden's VP shortlist comes up short. They're telling us they don't believe the polls either. 
They don't believe any of it right now. And this, and, and they would be very wise not to believe them. Because, ladies and gentlemen, have you seen the story? It was it, Everybody that has a show talked about this last week. And, of course, I didn't get a chance to talk about it last week because even though I have a show, I wasn't here. And it was, it was the story about how many people are afraid to be honest about what they believe except liberals. Liberals feel totally comfortable telling anybody what they believe because they know that nothing is going to happen to them. But pretty much everybody else is scared to death to be honest about what they believe, including the pollsters. Here's the story. And it's from the Cato Institute, which is a libertarian think tank. Headline, 62% of Americans say they have political views they are afraid to share. Now, you've heard this story if you watch any kind of news, but you've not heard my take on it. So, effectively, you haven't heard the story. 62% of Americans say they have political views they're afraid to share. I think it's probably higher than that, particularly when people are talking to pollsters. 50% of strong liberals support firing Trump donors. 36% of strong conservatives support firing Biden donors. 32% are worried about missing out on job opportunities because of their political opinions. Now, the reason that there's one group that is not afraid to tell anybody what they think. And that is strong liberals. And a reason that strong liberals think they can spout off is directly tied to the media. If they're echoing the media, they are safe. If they're echoing the media, they're echoing conventional wisdom, and they are safe. And they're, they, they, are, they are made to feel as though they are in a majority. If they reflect what they see on Twitter, which is not America, but a lot of liberals think it is, then it gives them confidence. of staunch liberals feel they can say what they believe. However, centrist liberals feel differently. A slim majority, 52% of liberals, feel they have to self-censor, as do 64% of moderates. Can you believe 64% of moderates think they have to censor themselves? 77% of conservatives feel they have to self-censor. That right there is all you need to know about how wrong presidential polling is right now. If by definition, 77% of Republicans, conservatives, Trump voters, are afraid to tell people what they really think, then the pollsters are getting lousy data in. And they're producing lousy polling results out. This demonstrates that political expression is an issue that divides the Democrat coalition between centrist and their left flank. Even supposed centrist Democrats are afraid of the radical left. Now, the Cato Institute thinks the story is that the left is divided. Liberals are divided on political expression. Strong liberals stand out, however, as the only political group who feel they can express themselves. That's not the story. The story here is 77% of conservatives 
are essentially afraid to tell people what they really think. 77%. And it may be higher than that. How many, how many of them were honest even in this poll? It may be 80. It may be 80% are afraid to tell people what they think. And by the way, I happen to believe it. I'm not surprised by it. I run into conservatives all the time who want me to shut up if they're around me. Much less express their own opinions. They're afraid. Literally afraid. They don't want the hassle. They don't want the controversy. They don't want the discomfort. And so they either don't express an opinion and try to make it look like they're apathetic and therefore no threat, or they lie and try to make it look like they are anti-Trump. Because the safest behavioral mode, when you are in the company of liberals, the safest behavioral mode is to be anti-Trump. Now, you extrapolate all this into polling data, and... You know, every time on this pro, every time I make mention of the fact that I think there's this, and it's not just me, that there's this massive, silent majority out there that is so pro-Trump, it's even maybe even bigger than it was in 2016. You would not believe the number of emails I get from people. You're right. You're right. Don't let go of this. This is the biggest unreported story. It is the silent majority, and how 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 much in favor of Trump they are, but are afraid to say so. It, it it's Kind of, it's kind of shocking in a way. But it also means that these people do not want to engage. They don't want to engage the left. They're waiting for somebody else to do it. And that somebody else is Trump. Or maybe elected Republicans. So as all the statues come down and all of American history is attempted to be erased... The people steadfastly opposed to this. The people universally outraged by it. Don't say a word. And thus make it appear that there's no opposition to what the left is doing. And the media capitalizes on that like you can't believe. Media capitalizes on the notion that a majority of Americans agrees with everything Black Lives Matter and Antifa are saying. That's what not pushing back looks like. So it's not that there is a divide among the left. It is that 77% of conservatives self-censor themselves because they're afraid. I'm not commenting on whether it's bad, good, indifferent, whatever to be afraid. I'm just acknowledging That it is fear. Now, back to Biden and his VP choice. Seriously, folks, he's painted himself into a corner here. Why in the world does the VP choice even matter if he's leading so big in these polls? Well, the answer is he isn't leading in these polls that big. His majority is nowhere near what they're reporting. And the media is very concerned about who his VP choice is going to be because all of them, have something wrong with them that could hurt the campaign. And the story 
talks about what some of those things are from candidate to candidate to candidate. Well, okay, let me give you an example. This is Ryan Lizza who wrote the story. All the Democrats I talked to agreed there are lots of good candidates, but there isn't one obvious one. There's nobody that stands out as the obvious choice. Susan Rice, yeah, but she hasn't run for office before. Representative Karen Bass, yeah, but she hasn't won anything statewide before. Focahontas and Kamala Harris, yeah, but uh, they're not team players. About several of these women, it is said, but she hasn't had enough foreign policy experience. It's a lot of them. I don't think there's an obvious front runner, he said, and that's why it's going to come down to trust and relationships. There's no one ideal home run choice, said the person whom the campaign has consulted about several potential running. Well, this comes out of the blue, doesn't it? Because up till now, every one of these women was the creme de la creme. Every one of these women could have been smoking. Every one of them could have been a great, great choice. Now, none of them are. What is this? None of them are. And yet it's Biden who's painted himself into the corner by suggesting he had to pick a black woman. Now, none of them are solid. Every one of them has some baggage that presents a problem. And yet, what does it matter anyway? Because Biden's leading so big. What all of this means is that you shouldn't be believing anything in the news about Biden leading in the polls, about Biden being way ahead of Trump, about the American people preferring Biden. None of it's true. They couldn't write this story if all those other things were true. And it also means they are not confident that Biden is going to win this thing, despite everything they're saying and reporting. They're worried about just the exact opposite. They're worried that Trump has magic to pull out of a hat and will do it again. Every time you see a story centered on the fact that Trump may not leave if he loses, what that means is we actually think he's going to win. Quick time out. Back with more. We'll get to the phones right after this. Okay, back to the phones we go. This is uh, Dennis, Dennis in Wayne, New Jersey. Welcome, sir. Great to have you with us. Number one, Rush, many prayers. Number two, I'm an infectious disease specialist that believe we need to go on the offensive with the coronavirus epidemic. In a nutshell, we have antibody antigen and we have hydroxychloroquine. We screen people for antibody antigen and those who are antibody who are negative for everything, get 5-hydroxychloroquine for prevention. Those who are antibody positive are passed through. Those who are antigen positive, who are absolutely asymptomatic, are offered 5-hydroxychloroquine. Everybody is offered no, no mandatory. Now, wait, 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 wait a minute. Yes. You're saying that we are... We're dispensing hydroxychloroquine all over the place? Is that what you're... No, just... we're, not, we're not. I'm suggesting that we do that. Oh, you're suggesting yeah, that we yeah, do I'm it. Suggesting that we go on the offensive. No, that's okay. I was confused. You sounded like that's what we're doing, and no, I. No, what am I no, missed no, here no, this past not. week? I think, I think we should be for antibody negative people. Anybody who has symptoms has to be medically evaluated. 
Right. Well, uh, there's some question over how long the uh, antibodies actually last in people. Well, the, the, the thing is, it's a start. It can get us through until we have the uh, vaccine. Well, that's another thing. People talking about the vaccine as though it's a fait accompli, as though it's going to just a matter of time. And I'm, I'm, we, don't, we don't have vaccines for very many viruses. We don't have a vaccine for AIDS yet, for example. We don't have a vaccine against the flu. We've got flu shots, but we don't have a vaccine to prevent it. We don't have a vaccine for common cold. These are all viruses, and yet everybody's out there talking about a vaccine uh, that, that we're going to have for, I mean, I hope we do, but I, I wonder where all that, that happy talk is, is coming from. Now, on the hydroxychloroquine side, I have a piece here that was published by Harvey Risch, R-I-S-C-H, M-D, Ph-D, professor of epidemiology, like you say you are, at the Yale University School of Public Health. And he says the key to defeating COVID-19 already exists. We need to start using it. He's making the case here for hydroxychloroquine. He's about the third or fourth official here in the past three weeks, maybe more, to advocate the mass usage of hydroxychloroquine, that it is successful around the world. Now, we've got people in this country doing their level best to destroy it, to scare people into not using it. We've got television news anchors claiming it'll kill you when it will not. It's an anti-malarial drug that has been tested for 50 years. It does not kill people. Even if you've got COVID-19, it does not kill you. And yet we've got people uttering this nonsense. Now, here is Mr. I'm going to get started reading it here. As professor of epidemiology at Yale, I have authored over 300 peer-reviewed publications and currently hold senior positions on editorial boards of several leading journals. I'm usually accustomed to advocating for positions within the mainstream of medicine. So I've been flummoxed to find that in the midst of a crisis, I'm fighting for a treatment that the data fully support. But the conventional wisdom says not to use. Hang on. Okay, as I say, this is, and it may be more, it may be like the fifth or sixth story that I have seen on hydroxychloroquine working, working wonderfully, working magically. And every story has had as its source an epidemiologist or doctor who is currently prescribing it. Not, not a political party, not a political person, but an actual medical expert. And, of course, the reasons for opposing hydroxychloroquine are many. It's cheap. It's not new. Nobody is going to get rich prescribing it because it's already been developed. It's already been tested. It's already got a price a retail price, and that retail price is very, very cheap compared to what a vaccine's going to be, compared to what uh, any new therapeutic drug is going to be. And when you see stories on the forthcoming vaccine, you also see, and it may take three doses. 
It may require three doses in order for everybody to be, and then it may not be readily available for everybody at the same time. Well, that's that's going to cause a demand like you've never seen. And then the therapeutic drug. Well, these these might have some positive impact, but their cost is going to be through this. We're being prepared for this stuff costing a lot of money. And yet, the hydroxychloroquine stories, they're everywhere but the mainstream media. Now, let me keep reading here from Dr. Uh, Dr. Harvey Risch's piece. He says, I'm usually accustomed to advocating for positions within the mainstream of medicine. So he's, he's a conventional wisdom guy. He's not outside the norms. So he says, I've been flummoxed. I've been surprised to find that in the midst of this crisis that I am fighting for a treatment that the data fully support, but which for reasons having nothing to do with a correct understanding of the science has been pushed to the sidelines. Meaning, everything says use this. It's helpful. In some cases, it's miraculous. It's good. It's plentiful. And yet, I'm fighting for this for reasons that have nothing to do with a correct understanding of the science. I'm fighting for this politically. There is a political movement opposed to this drug, and that's what I find myself fighting, he writes. I'm, I'm paraphrasing what he's written here. Those are not his exact words. I'm just translating here. He says, as a result, tens of thousands of patients with COVID-19 are dying unnecessarily. Fortunately, the situation can be reversed easily and quickly. I am referring, of course, to the medication hydroxychloroquine. When this inexpensive oral medication is given very early in the course of illness, before the virus has had time to multiply beyond control, it has shown to be highly effective, especially when given in combination with the z the antibiotics azithromycin, or doxycycline, and the nutritional supplement zinc. It's exactly as we were told from day one about this. With zinc, with the z the minute that story hit, it was, and then Trump, it, it, you remember who the original advocate for hydroxychloroquine was, was Trump. Trump was the original, and that killed it. Drive-bys could not allow, the Democrats could not allow for Trump's chosen medicine to be effective. So they had to immediately rip it to shreds. They had to impugn it. They had to claim it'll kill you. They had to claim it Trump doesn't care about it. It is outrageous what is happening to this country because the damn Democrat Party cannot accept the fact that they lost an election. Because they lost an election, they're tearing everything down. They're destroying everything about this country, including its health including its economy. They are so bent out of shape, they are taking this rejection so personally, they are destroying everything they can get their hands on. They are destroying their own cities. They are destroying their own states. They are destroying your businesses. They are destroying your jobs. They are destroying your freedom to go to weddings and funerals and church. They are destroying your nation's history. They are creating a bunch of myths about pro-Marxist organizations being civil rights organizations, and they are not. 
all because they couldn't accept losing to Donald Trump. A bigger temper tantrum we have never seen. A bigger display of childish immaturity. I'm taking my ball and going home. We have never seen. The Democrat Party, led by Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi and the rest of the drive-by media, are literally embarrassing and humiliating themselves. But worse than that, they are destroying the United States of America. They are doing it happily. They think they're going to be able to realize their dream of reassembling the United States as a socialist utopia and outpost with themselves in power and never having to run for re-election again. Perpetual power, theirs. No more elections, no more fundraising. Oh, there will be fundraising, but not to fund elections. The fundraising will be the you pay off so they leave you alone. But that's all this is. I mean, worse than that, but at, 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 at base level, a bunch of spoiled, rotten children disguised as adults just could not come to grips with the fact that they lost to Mr. Orange Man. They just, to this day, they can't accept it. They've engaged in one lie after another in an attempt to drive Trump from office. There hasn't been a word of truth published or broadcast in mainstream media since election night 2016. Four solid years of lies and distortions about Trump co-opting with the Russians and stealing the election from Hillary, and not a single word of it true. And now there have been documents released. This also happened last week or late the week prior. That the FBI knew in February 2017 that there was never any contact between Donald Trump or anybody in his campaign and the Russians. February The month after he was inaugurated, they knew it. They knew the dossier was bogus and had not one fact in it. They knew it. And yet the next four years gave us a special counsel to investigate what they knew had not happened. When Robert Mueller was handled the file on his first day, there's nothing in it. There was no collusion, there was no corruption, there was no meeting. Trump had not colluded or meddled, and the Russians had not either. The FBI knew. Durham, where are you? Attorney General Barr, where are you? Where are the indictments on this? Where is the accountability for the people behind this? The very people behind this are the same people destroying our great country. Literally destroying it. Black Lives Matter Plaza in Washington, D.C. Black Lives Matter Plaza. We may as well call it Moscow West. Black Lives Matter is a proud and happy communist Marxist organization. And they're sitting there laughing themselves silly that they've raised over a billion and a half dollars and everybody's bowing down and grabbing the ankles and saying, please leave us alone. 
They've got to be. And you know when Black Lives Matter was founded? You remember when it was founded? Trayvon Martin, when the white Hispanic George Zimmerman, in an act of self-defense, shot Trayvon. That's when Black Lives Matter was formed, formed, and it was never about black civil rights. It was never about slavery. It was never about America's rotten past. It was about Marxism. So now we've got hydroxychloroquine, another doctor suggesting that it is harmless. And in fact, if it's used at the right time, it will save a lot of lives. It is cheap. It's plentiful. On May 27th, I published an article in the American Journal of Epidemiology entitled Early Outpatient Treatment of Symptomatic High-Risk COVID-19 Patients that Should Be Ramped Up Immediately as a Key to the Pandemic Crisis. Goes on to talk about the number of doctors that are using hydroxychloroquine with the z or with zinc successfully and effectively. He says tens of thousands of patients, COVID-19, dying unnecessarily without the drug. He's got no reason to lie. He's got no financial interest in it. Nobody's going to make any money off hydroxychloroquine. Which is why, ladies and gentlemen, it is opposed. Which is why it's being denigrated. Which is why it's being impugned and criticized and ripped to shreds because nobody's going to make any money using it. Got to take a break. We'll do that. Be right back after this. Uh, Looky here, ladies and gentlemen, this is a Breitbart story. Democrats start to worry that support for Portland riots will help Trump. Now, wait a minute. So we've had a story today that Democrats are worried that Biden's VP choices, all those African-American women, are a problem. There's not a one of them that doesn't have a problem. You say, but wait a minute, what does it matter? Because Biden's leading by 10, by 13, by 12. What does it matter who his VP choice is? He's running away with it, isn't he? And now we've got Democrats' first signs of worry emerged early today as some opponents of Trump surveying the damage after a weekend of nationwide riots began to worry openly if supporting peaceful protests in Portland would hurt Democrats. They're nothing peaceful. These are a bunch of people with their noses out of joint. They're spoiled, rotten kids because they can't get over. They lost an election. That's what this is. A bunch of people that refuse to acknowledge that they are losers. They lost fair and square. Now they're tearing down the country as a result because they're a bunch of spoiled, rotten people. There's nothing peaceful about these protesters. These are rioters. You got Jerry Nadler in New York trying to deny that things are even happening in Portland. But the truth is coming out. Democrats start to worry. Support for Portland riots is going to help Trump. That means the Democrats supporting the rioters is being noticed. Even though the media is not showing the video. We've had 54 straight nights. It's going to get out. People are silently watching this stuff and they're keeping score and they are going to make the Democrats pay a price for all of this that you can't even begin to comprehend. Here's Rahm Emanuel, audio soundbite number 30. He was on The View today. Here's what I would say is, you said protesters. There are, there are moms out in Portland. There are other people legitimately raising questions about There's also the challenge Antifa. to the cover. That's right. Well, that's what I'm saying. So they're not, I wouldn't paint a broad stroke is my short answer. 
there are people trying to hijack these legitimate protesters and create violence. And I think in the response from the federal government shouldn't be trying to make Antifa the face of the protest. They are the face of the protest. Antifa is. And so is BLM. Black Lives Matter, the Democrat Party and Antifa are the face of the protest, Rom. And that's what you're trying to cover up. There aren't any moms out there peacefully protesting, being overwhelmed. This is exactly what it is. Militant, unhappy, deranged Democrat children fed up over things they can't even explain, taking it out on everybody else. The mayor of Portland knows he went down there to be friends with the people. He knows they're his buddies. They're Democrats. He went down there to curry favor. He gets tear gas. They told him to go to hell home. They didn't care about Ted Wheeler. He's not a star with these people. In his mind, he is. Here's what I would say to you. The protesters, there are moms out in Portland. No, there are not. In fact, I've got a story here, ladies and gentlemen. The 10 biggest, what did I put it? The 10 biggest lies. Yes, 10 big fat lies you're being told about the Portland riots. I have limited time, so I'm going to go through. Lie number one, the riots are committed by mostly peaceful protesters. They aren't peaceful. They are militant, BLM and Antifa. Lie number two, tear-gassed mayor says it was a total surprise. It was not a total surprise. He's been encouraging this activity. Ted Wheeler has been applauding the violence. Lie number three, moms bravely leave children's sides to attend the riots. So they want you to believe that moms are walking the kids along in a stroller, and they see the protests, and they leave the kids on the sidewalk, and they go join the protest. David No writes, I recognize a lot of these so-called moms. They're the same Antifa women who dressed in black as recent as a couple days ago. They just put on a yellow shirt now for optics. Most of these people are not mothers. Many don't even identify as female. They're transgender oddballs. Line number four, these dads with leaf blowers showed up out of thin air. Portland has a leaf blower ordinance. You can't use one. Yet they showed up. You can't use a leaf blower in the city after 7 o'clock, but the governor okayed it anyway. Lie number five, rioters are patriotic, flag-waving American veterans. They are not. They are Black Lives Matter and Antifa. Lie number six, Portland Antifa says, hey, it ain't us doing these riots. Yes, it is. It's Antifa. It's Occupy Wall Street. It's Black Lives Matter. It's every Democrat foe organization that they have created. Since 2010, and when the Tea Party organically emerged from the primordial political gook. Lie number seven, riot groups are not organized. Yes, they are. And they're being paid to boot. There's a whole bunch of others. There's a eight other lies or, or three others, but I'm, I'm out of time to get to them. The point is, 
everything that you're being told in the drive-by media about the Seattle riots and the Portland riots. It's just peaceful moms. It's just, it's just painted. None of it's true, folks. It's all Black Lives Matter. It is all Antifa. It's all Occupy Wall Street. It is every bit, top to bottom, the Democrat Party. These are the same anarchists that have been protesting capitalism in Seattle and in Portland since 1999. The World Trade Organization protests, it's the same damn groups, folks. It's the same. There's nothing new about these people. There's nothing newly outraged about them. It's not that they're outraged about slavery. They are professional paid agitators here, and they've been around for decades. And i got to take a quick time out. And uh, final hour coming right up. Yeah, and uh, and in order, greetings, welcome back. Great to have you with us, my friends. This is Rush Limbaugh. This is the EIB Network, the Limbaugh Institute for Advanced Studies of Everything That Matter. Telephone number if you want to be on the program with us today, 800-282-2882. And the email address, lrushbaugh at eibnet.us. Okay, folks, I uh, I have to tell you something. Something at, hang on just a second. Okay, great. I have, a, you know, the Rush Limbaugh app that you have on your phone. Maybe you have it on your iPad where you can watch the Ditto Cam. If, if you are a subscriber, for example, at RushLimbaugh.com, you have access to everything. You can watch the Ditto Cam live. You can stream the program live wherever you are. Um, you can access archived editions of the program either Ditto Cam, which is video, or audio. You have access to every transcript. You can share whatever. I mean, it's encyclopedic. Now, we have a free side of the app as well. And it does not feature the Ditto Cam, but it does access all of the transcripts uh, that we publish on the app and website uh, every day. And it has uh, access to streaming, uh, I think live streaming, but not archived. Well, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the things that I have been pushing for for the longest time is a CarPlay version of the app. Now, as you know, we have the app on Apple TV, and that's strictly DittoCam. And if you're a subscriber at RushLimbaugh.com, you can go get the, the version of the app we have on Apple TV and watch the DittoCam or this program either live or archived, on your giant TV at home. The only thing that was missing was CarPlay. CarPlay is Apple's uh, software that puts your phone interface in your car. And we finally, this, this past week, we had the CarPlay app released. It had been in beta. We'd been testing it. And it's now available. So if you have... The Rush Limbaugh app, whether you're a member or not, you can still use it in the car. All you have to do is go to your phone, settings, general, CarPlay, and make sure that you you, you locate it uh, in the list of apps where you want it. It'll automatically show up. You have to manually delete it if you don't want it there. It'll automatically show up on one of the pages. And it's fabulous because now you can drive around in your car and have access to RushLimbaugh.com via CarPlay. CarPlay, I don't know how many of you use it. Uh, it features Apple Maps navigation or Google Maps or Waze. 
Uh, you can get any number of apps, Sirius XM, you can iHeartMedia, uh, any number of apps in addition to the stock Apple apps. And I have been pushing to get the Rush Limbaugh app on CarPlay. And lo and behold, late last week, it was made available. There was one problem. You know, I was out last week because it was treatment week. So when I got home, the first thing I did, I got in the car and I plugged the phone into CarPlay. And it said, please check your connection. What the hell is this? I remembered I'm running a beta. I'm running a beta of iOS 14, which is the new software that's going to be released in September. So I said, well, okay. So I waited till today and put my regular phone that's not running beta. And I connected it to the car and the same thing. Please check your connection. What the hell is this? So I, I reported to the developer, there's something wrong here. It's not beta related. And apparently it is now fixed. Now, I haven't had a chance to test it because the fix occurred while a program's taking place. And, of course, I can't go out and put it in my car and test it while a program's happening. But I, I'm told that uh, it, was, it was some, you know, minor little error. It didn't even require an app up. Well, let me check. Let me check here real quick just to make sure that that's true, that it doesn't require an app update from the app store. Looks like it doesn't. Looks like it doesn't. So anyway, if you have CarPlay, and more and more people do, think of this. You can load the Rush Limbaugh app while you're driving around and listen. And by the way, you, you if, if you're a member... You don't have to be listening live. There are two other tabs. You can listen to audio clips uh, and, and one other thing. If it's not noon to 3 Eastern, you still have access to the app to listen to archive versions. It's not video, obviously. It's, uh, it's, it's audio only. So, and if you had the same error report, if you knew, if you saw that the app updated, the RushLimbo.com app updated last week, and if you tried CarPlay, and if you got the same error that I did, please check your connection. Um, I apologize. And it supposedly now has been rectified. But I can't confirm that until I can test it myself. So, it, one way or the other, do not doubt me, it's going to get fixed. If it isn't fixed, it's going to get fixed. And it, 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 I was told that it's been fixed now, so... It, it, uh, it probably is. But this is something that I have. Now, this completes the, um, the trifecta. So we have it on the phone. We have it on Apple TV. And now we have it on CarPlay. So CarPlay to me is uh, fascinating. You, you, you can listen to your music. Uh, without, you can listen to radio. You can Any number of things you can do is just fascinating. Uh, to me, and it's it's something that I've been pushing to to make happen, and it finally has happened. So, check it out when you uh, when you get a chance. Audio soundbite roster time. This is just to illustrate the sour puss attitude. The Democrat Party just can't come to grips with the fact that they can't beat Trump. They are destroying this country. They're destroying the economy. They're destroying everything simply because they cannot accept that they lost. They cannot accept that they were rejected. And they are literally destroying everything they can to make you pay the price 
for rejecting them. So what we have here to start, we have a montage of the Democrats and the drive-bys talking about Trump preparing to steal the next election using federal troops. Listen to this. When he tells you he cannot commit uh, to stepping down, believe him. These federal agents, unidentified and unmarked cars, are they in practice for what they're going to do when they resist uh, the fact that this president perhaps is not going to be reelected? A genuine attempt to, through intimidation and potentially through force, to try to steal this election. This is a dress rehearsal, a trial run for first an attempt at voter intimidation on election day. Jackbooted thugs, the Trump Stapo. We are going down this slippery slope and we have the actions of a dictator. This is part of Putin's plan that Trump is going along with. I'm very worried. They did it before. The Trump administration would follow the example of Vladimir Putin with these so-called green monsters who would arrive without any insignia or any indication of who they were fighting for. Putin knows I mean what I say. This is a violation of our sovereignty. Folks, it is, it is hard to actually stay civil and react to this. Uh, do you notice what these people say in this bite? A genuine attempt, as John Heileman, journalist, genuine attempt through intimidation, through force, to try to steal this election. A dress rehearsal, a trial run for an attempt at voter intimidation on Election Day. They have been accusing Trump of this for four years, lying through their teeth. They've been accusing Trump of colluding and meddling with Russia. They have been saying that the election of 2016 was illegitimate when it wasn't. And now here they, these people have done more to damage the integrity of our electoral system than Vladimir Putin could ever dream of. The Democrat Party and their allies in the media have done more to literally wreck the honor and the integrity and the trustworthiness of American presidential elections than any saboteur could ever dream of. Stephen Colbert, jackbooted thugs, the Trump Stapo? He's a comedy guy, supposedly. There's nothing funny about what these people are lying about. Sonny Huston, we are going down this slippery slope. We have the actions of a dictator. There's not a single thing they've accused Trump of yet that has been true. Joy Behar whose IQ would fit in a thimble. This is part of Putin's plan that Trump is going along with? Does she not know what the Mueller report said? And I only mention that because Mueller was her god. I mean, this is just... As I say, it's difficult to react to this in a civil way. Chuck Schumer, I'm very worried they did it before. No, nobody's done this before. You guys are doing it now. You guys in the Democrat Party are who is wrecking the American election in 2016. You know what? Folks, they know they're going to lose it. They know they're going to lose in 2016. They know that Joe Biden can't beat anybody. They know that Joe Biden can't possibly be elected president. 
He's got to come out of his hole in Wilmington, Delaware at some point. When he does, it's over. They know he can't beat anybody. They know that they're going to lose. They are now setting up the excuses in advance. Trump cheated. Trump used voter intimidation. Trump has corrupted the electoral system. Meanwhile, they are putting out all the polls that show Biden winning by 13, by 12, by 10, by whatever, making it look like it's a slam dunk win for Biden. Why are they doing this? Why? We, were, we didn't have any trouble finding the bits for this montage. On one hand over here, they've got Biden winning big, all the polls that they trust and believe. On the other hand, Trump tampering with the election. Why? Isn't it irrelevant? Biden's up by 12. Biden's up by 13. Biden's up in every battleground state. Biden's up in every battleground precinct. Biden's up everywhere Trump won last time. Biden is up everywhere Hillary lost. So what does it matter if Trump toys with the election? It's over, right? Well, no, Mr. Limbaugh, this is the point because the theme with having it that Trump knows he's going to lose and he's already tampering with the thing that would destroy Biden's lead in the poll. Nah. These two things don't go together. They don't go together. Not, 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 not by people who are confident they're going to win. If you're confident you're going to win, you don't run around and start talking about how Donald Trump is going to corrupt the election with voter intimidation. Not if you think you're going to win. If you think you're going to win, you do nothing to taint the result. If you think you're going to win, you do everything to legitimize the result. You don't do what they're doing. If you think you're going to win, if you think you're going to win by 12, if you think you're going to win by 13, if you think you're going to send Trump packing, you do not at the same time and out of the other side of your mouth start talking about how the election's going to be rigged and how it's unfair because you're just destroying your own guy's big win when you do it. Here's Bobby Rush, no relation. It's his last name. This was last Wednesday on the radio program on Sirius XM. Bobby Rush is a Democrat in Chicago. House of Representatives, Congressman. Question. Trump and Department of Homeland Security talking about they may send in law enforcement types to Chicago. The mayor, Lori Lightweight, said, no, that's not going to happen. And I say, we don't need military-style weapons in our local police department. Can you respond to that, Rush? Anytime you send a group of armed bandits, outlaws, no in a uniform, no name, no identification, and you just snatch up uh, innocent people and you take them off to some unrecognized, unknown place, you know, you are really terrorizing a nation for Trump to talk about sending federal agents in Chicago, we want to stand for it. What Trump is really trying to do, Trump is really trying to instigate a race war. He want to have black folks fighting white folks so he can rise up and say, I'm the real grand wizard of the plan, and I'm the president. He reelect me. Yeah, that's what Trump wants. Trump wants to be able to stand up and say, hey, I am... The real grand wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. It's not Sheets Bird, it's me. Don't forget it. And I'm also president. These people are nuts. 
Donald Trump wants to stand up and proclaim that he is the real grand wizard of the Klan? Re-elect, wants to start a race war? Mr. Rush, let me tell you something. Before you guys get off on this race war, you better fix black-on-black crime in your town. Black-on-black crime in Chicago is killing more blacks than anything happening on your suggested race war. And then you might want to go to Portland. Then you might want to go to Seattle. You might want to take care of the damage being done to people out there. That's being instigated by your party. Not Donald Trump. Nancy Pelosi. Yesterday, CBS slay the nation. This president, I have a new name for him. Mr. Make Matters Worse. He has made matters worse from the start. Delay, denial, it's a hoax, it'll go away magically, it's a miracle, and all the rest. And we're in this situation that you spelled out some of the numbers very clearly early. So it makes matters worse. Now they want to send our children to school. Now to make matters worse, they want to send the children to school. To make matters worse, we want to send the children to school? They don't even want to do that. They want to shut down the school. They want to shut down the economy. They want to shut down your business. Folks, the Democrat Party wants to destroy everything. Everything. Just because they lost an election that they can't believe they lost. I got to take a break. I also need to pace myself here, so we may go to the phones when we get back. Hang on. Back in a second. Okay, so the broadcast engineer, Brian, showing some initiative finally, went outside and plugged in his phone the CarPlay. He has it in his truck. And it's working, he said. I said, wait a minute. So it no longer says, please check your connection. He said, no, it still says, please check your connection. But then I I clicked on on the Rush Live tab and your show started playing. I said, well. See, that was not happening for me. In fact, I was, this morning, none of the tabs worked. Clicking on the please check your connection tab, tried to load it, didn't work. But that should not be, it should not be there. Please check your connection. If if the connection's working, it shouldn't be there. So now what do we have to find out if it works after the show is over with those other two tabs? I'll do it. I'll handle it. Don't sweat it. Thing done, you got to do it yourself. But great effort out there, Brian. I appreciate it. You know something of quality the moment you see it, folks. The moment you feel it. That's the sensation that you have when you open a package from Bolin Branch. Everything about their products, the luxury sheets, the bedding that they manufacture, everything is about quality. Bolin Branch, they want to be known as the best there is. They prove it time and time again with every customer experience. And they go about this in a unique way. Their products are made with a pure organic cotton unique to their brand. Now, there are good as many set of sheets that you might sleep on at a five-star hotel or a uh, rich boutique where you would have to spend a 1000 bucks to buy them. But because they choose to sell directly to you and not rely on retailers or middlemen, they pass along a lot of savings to you. So a set of Bolin Branch sheets starts at $160. But folks, do not – that's a, that's a lot less than 1000 But that – I'm telling you, they are as luxurious and as soft as you'll find anywhere. Now, this week only, the sheets are on sale at 20% off. They know it's COVID-19, a lot of people hurting. 
It makes even greater value. Bold and Branch still providing 30-day money-back guarantee. I mean, you've got 30 days to try them. And if they don't meet expectations, send them back and they'll fully refund your purchase price. The website, bowlandbranch.com, spelled B-O-L-L. B-O-L-L and branch.com. Make sure, my friends, to use my name to get that 20% discount on everything that you choose to buy. It's not just on the sheets. It's, it's in the whole package, whatever you choose to buy at Bowl and Branch. And that's good the whole week. Then Monday, so it's good for the rest of this week through Sunday. B-O-L-L-N branch.com. Way to go out there, Brian. Brian went back out to the truck. He plugged the phone back in there, and the CarPlay app, RushLimbaugh.com CarPlay app, is working perfectly now. The Please Check Your Connection banner is gone, and all three tabs, you can click on Rush Live. There's an archive tab. It doesn't, it's not called that. But there are two other tabs where you can listen to uh, previous programs or clips uh, that we select. And you can, there's a roster of them that you'll see that you'll be able to, to scroll down and uh, tap on, click on, uh, whichever one you want. And the banner is gone. So supposedly uh, the thing has now been fixed and rectified, which makes sense. I mean, the owner of the app is complaining about it on the radio. You would think that it would get a response, and it did. And so hubba hubba. But the real test will be when I go out and when I try it after the program is finished today. Nothing against your truck. Uh, Brian, or, or your phone. And I'm going to try it both on the iOS 14 beta, and I'm going to try it on my other phone. In the meantime, Elkhorn, Wisconsin. Joel, great to have you. Glad you waited. You're next on the EIB Network. Hi. Hi. Uh, just a uh, continued prayer for you, and uh, that God continues to richly bless you. Uh, thank you, sir, very much. Yeah. I'm actually calling because I disagree with uh, uh, what you spoke about earlier with the polling and people being afraid to speak their minds. I think that is a small uh, percentage, but I think people are just fed up like myself that everything, everything is weighted. Sports, coronavirus, especially, I'm a nurse, um, everything's weighted. And uh... Did we just lose the connection? Uh, uh, all right. Well, let, okay. That's enough. That's not, let, let me see if I can extrapolate. He was calling and disagree with me, but I didn't say anything. I was just quoting from a poll. The poll said 77% of conservatives are afraid to publicly express their beliefs. In fact, the poll said that there's only one group of Americans totally confident to express their beliefs with no fear that anything is going to happen to them. And that's hardcore liberals, and that number is 62%. Moderate liberals, there's no such thing. But the poll nevertheless said moderate liberals, 58% of them are afraid to express their views. Now, and, and that was the thrust of the story. Now, that's a crock. But let's examine it, though, as though it wasn't. Is it possible that there's 58% of liberals afraid to publicly tell people what they think because they're afraid that somebody's going to beat them up? I don't see it. I don't see it, but that's because I don't think there's very many gradations in liberals. I think they're all radicals. The gradations would be in Democrats. There's a, you know, there's your grandfather's or your father's Democrat Party, which doesn't exist anymore. 
but there may be people that, that identify with it. So, okay, so he doesn't believe 77% of conservatives are afraid. He thinks that they're all over the place and that they, that they uh, oppose everything. He was the, the small percentage. I think people are fed up. Everything's weighted. Sports, coronavirus especially. I, I, I don't know what his point was going to be. I've tried to guess. But if he's dis, he, he said, I was wrong, but none of this is my opinion. I'm just quoting the poll. It's a Cato Institute poll. It's a libertarian think tank. He was reacting to the poll. Well, then why did he say disagree with me? All right. Well, whatever. Uh, <laughs> the bottom line is, well, I don't know what the bottom line because I don't know what the guy's point was going to be because we lost the connection. Uh, he said, people are just, well, but, but, well, they can't say that they're not participating because the poll got a result. 77% of conservatives are afraid to tell people publicly what they think because they fear that they will be victims of bodily harm. It's what the poll said. So if he says, I don't think that's true, I, 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 I. so. We just have to guess at what he what he meant. And I'm trying to do that because we're polite to everybody who calls. It's not his fault that we hung up on him. Uh, see, who's next? Is uh, Just a second, folks. Need to put on my glasses to see this. Silas. That's what I didn't. I've never heard the name before. Silas, somewhere in Virginia. Hello and welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for taking my call, Rush. Longtime supporter. I'm an African-American conservative U.S. history teacher in an inner city school. And so it's a very lonely place. But I wanted to address this whole thing about the funding of the police. Yeah. You know, there, there, there is just something not being talked about here. And, and this is an effort to really start removing behavioral authority altogether. You know, I see this in my classroom. And you're dealing with kids basically who don't have a lot of structure at home, no fathers at home. And it's almost as if they don't know how to respond. They're, they, I mean, they're raising themselves, Rush. And this whole thing about... Wait a minute, you're talking about the, the kids. The kids, the students, they don't they don't know how to respond to what? To authority, to direct instruction. Okay, to authority. If, if okay. You, if, if you look at the police, pull them over, you know, and they're giving them imperatives. Their immediate response is to fuss, to fuss their way out of things, and to fight or flight. There's little room for cooperation. I see this in my classroom. It's almost a foreign concept to respond to an imperative. They just – it's just that they're not raised that way. They're raising themselves. And this is a larger part of the, of the puzzle here because it's just going to go down. It's going to de- uh, degenerate to, to a more uh, – you know, Black Lives Matter trying to put a new spin on community and taking away the nuclear family. It's all about how they're being raised or not being raised. Okay, but wait. And, wait. wait. You, you, you started this off with defund the cops, and, and I'm – I, I'm yeah. I'm trying to put well, you're, you're, the way these kids re- respond to authority and and defund the cops. What I'm, I'm missing your point. Well, when you see them, for instance, in almost every situation when the police pull them over, okay, you don't see a lot of cooperation. You see resistance. You see on 99 percent of the time, if you look at how. What happens when African-American young men are pulled over by police? But wait a minute. Not- wait a minute. Every time I see a black person on TV, I hear that they were raised 
to believe or to, or to behave that when a cop pulls you over, you say, yes, sir. You say, yes, no sir. Way. You say, yes, sir. You say, yes, sir. You do not confront. You do not argue. You do. I mean, and, and they tell this story because uh, this is the way they denigrate the cops. The cops are automatically going to hate you, son, because you're black, you're African. So you've got to go out of your way to be nice. No, no. It's I see it in my classroom. I hear the discussions. They want to prove to the cop that they're not afraid of them. That's the first thing. And they don't, they don't respect authority. As a teacher, they don't respect my authority. I have to, you know, I have kids who refuse to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. And, and, and you know, we have to work with this, this, this mentality that's there and try to somehow help them. But there's a lot of oppositional defiance. And what I'm saying is it's going to reach a level where uh, you talk about changing communities altogether – there's no foundation because in the home there aren't any dads really getting them an orientation to respond to authority. They they manipulate their mothers. They they raise themselves with their friends, and it's a whole subculture that really no one's investigating. So you think you 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 think that the defund police movement is really about. Um, the ability that these they want to remove authority. They don't want to have to react to it. They don't want to have to be respectful of it. They just want to wipe it out. They because they're not used to it. Yeah, that's part of it. Yes, they are. They are not used to. They are not used to setting limits on behavior. It's it's just it's not something that they're going to accept. It now. So it's what's all, the solution for it? All the solutions, they need dads in their homes. They need to, they need to stop having kids out of wedlock, and they need to get back to a, 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 a nuclear family concept and understand that that's a foundation. You of know, Bill Cosby, Bill Cosby said that. Where is he today? Yeah, 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 I understand. Well, he, no, I mean, I you, met- you can chuckle all you want, but Bill Cosby is in jail, and that was one of his major, major points when he was trying to help Young African Americans. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I know you're it's right. a it's a tough thing. Look, I appreciate the call. Thank you, Silas, and we will be right back. Do not go away, folks. Welcome back, Rush Limbaugh. Having more fun than a human being should be allowed to have. Why? Because I'm here. I woke up. Reason to celebrate. You know, as is so often the case. Uh, New details on a data breach with the MGM Resorts Hotel chain last year revealed that the amount of data stolen was much bigger than first reported. It seems like it's always the case. It's always more than what they originally say. You can understand it in a way. So what happened is back in February of this year, reports circulated that some 10.5 million people were exposed when the customer database was hacked all the way back to last August, almost a year ago now. Now it's revealed the total is not 10.6 million people. It's 142 million customers who are involved worldwide in this data breach. MGM. Names, addresses, email addresses, birth dates, phone numbers, all included. We're not ripping MGM. I mean, they're not alone. All kinds of databases get hacked. It's just that. You were probably included, 142 million people. If you've ever stayed at an MGM resort, the odds are that you were included, but you didn't know it. You certainly didn't know it when it happened. Now, they didn't get any financial data. They didn't get any social security numbers, so that's good. But still, what's now for sale out there on the web, the dark web, 
trading from one cyber hacker to another is enough information to steal the online identity of the people affected. It's why you should have a LifeLock membership, because you never know when your online information is stolen and used illegally. But LifeLock will know. You know how they know? It's real simple. You become a LifeLock member, and the computer creates an online spending profile. How do you live your life online? Where you spend, how much? They're not spying on you. There's not a human being watching this. It's all done with computer algorithms. But it's necessary. The pattern, the profile is created so that when there is a variation in it, when there's a lot more spending in a 30-day period than you otherwise engage in, that's when the red flags get triggered and that's when people at LifeLock start looking into it. And then they get hold of you and they ask you, are you responsible for your increased spending this month or did you open a new bank account or whatever? And if you did, you tell them that and everybody goes away fine, happy, and dandy. But if you didn't do it, it means you've been cyber hacked and that's when they get into gear trying to track it down and limit the damage and fix or repair what happened with their restoration team. Folks, it's it's amazing what LifeLock can do. A lot of people try to duplicate what they do, but nobody is in their league. Now, no one company can prevent all identity theft, but LifeLock gives you the best monitoring, the best restoration assistance there is. Sign up at LifeLock.com or call them, 800-440-4833. Either way, make sure you use my name. Save 25% your first year. LifeLock.com or 800-440-4833. White Lake, Michigan, this is August. You're next. It's great to have you, sir. Hi. Great to talk to you, Rush. I can't, all I can say is respect, love, and thanks. You well, thank you crew. very, very much. I sincerely appreciate that. Well, we appreciate you and your whole staff and everybody that helps you. Well, uh, let's not work. go overboard on the staff. But, but I, uh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We all appreciate it. Thank you. I know. I know you do. I will always speak the truth. I don't back down to anyone. I don't have to confront them. I don't have to get mad. I don't have to yell at them. But I can certainly share my values and my ideas. And it's the freedom first from God. And it's the freedom that this country has given us. People have sacrificed. They've sacrificed their life. When you take someone's life, what, that's it. And they were willing to die for it. That needs to be fully appreciated and thankful and you lived your life the very best you can. And that's the way you engage yourself. I go out, despite everything, with all this craziness, I go out every day in the public. And I'm encouraging people. I'm thanking everybody that's working. Wherever I go, stores, I don't care. I look at the police, firefighters. I give them the peace sign. I give them a thumbs up. I give them a laugh. I go by a family with kids. I'll say, God bless you. Keep going. It's cute. You look wonderful. I don't care if they're men or women. You gotta you gotta, whatever, what does it cost me to share joy, to lift people up? It's a simple gesture. Hold the door. Let people cut in. I'm sorry. Hey, 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 August, 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 I'm sorry. I'm being told that uh, the phone line's really bad and we're having trouble uh, understanding what you're saying. I think... Um, he's reacting to the poll that said 77% of conservatives are afraid to tell people what they really think. And he's saying, hooey, 
You can tell everybody what you think. Give them a high five. Make everybody feel good. Lift them up. People want to be lifted up. I think that's what he was saying. And that that's what, uh, that's what he tries to do. Folks, look. You can disagree with that poll all you want, but I don't. I'm just basing it on real life. I don't see any pushback. Do you see any pushback? I see Donald Trump pushback, and that's it. I don't see Republicans pushing back again. The re- look at what the Republican Party's got. They've got a gold mine here. You can't go to church, but you can join a protest and destroy an American city. That's what the Democrat Party has become. I'm t- I believe it. I believe the polls. 77% of conservatives are afraid to tell people what... They- We've had people call here and admit it. They've called here and they've said that they are afraid that they're going to get beat up or that they're going to have something bad happen to them. So they wait for when they can really make a difference. That's at the ballot box. But I, I, if you think it's wrong, fine and dandy, but you show me where the pushback is because I don't see much. Okay, that's it, folks. Sadly, we are out of time for today's busy broadcast, but there's always tomorrow. So hang in there. Be patient. We'll be right back, revved and ready to go in 21 hours. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.